soul. Amen. Praise God. Be seated, please. Hallelujah. I said this morning that I would share with you a message on the blessings of God, the fulfillment of God's promises. promises of God, indisputable and undeniable. There are those who would like to dispute the promises of God, those who would like to deny them. We believe in practicing those promises and giving God the opportunity to fulfill those promises in our lives. But the foundation, really the foundation of what I want to say, not only today but the next few Sundays, depending on how the time runs and how far I get with each one. What really counts is that we are sons of Abraham by faith. We are heirs of the promises of God. And because Jesus is the heir of Abraham, the offspring of Abraham, we are joint heirs with him. All that he has, we share. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is how that happens. The first thing was you needed to know that you're qualified. The promises in Deuteronomy chapter 28 are promises made to Israel. We're Israel only by faith. We're not born as Israelites. We're born as Gentiles. Well, most of us, some of you may be born as Jews, and that's a good thing. But... Most of us were born as Gentiles. We can only become heirs of the promises of God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through faith. And that's why Paul made it very clear, and this was my message last Sunday, that we are all sons of Abraham by faith. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, the Old Testament law, matters not. We're all one. We're neither male nor female, bond nor free, black nor white. Asian or Caucasian. We're all one in Christ. And we're all candidates now, on the basis of what I preached to you last Sunday, we are all candidates for the fulfillment of the promises of God in our lives. It isn't enough to know that God made the promise. We need to know that God made the promise to and for us. So that's the basis of the message today. God made, the, made these promises for us. We're the candidates of these promises. We've received them. And I'm going to start all those. Deuteronomy chapter 28 certainly isn't all of them. It is just a place that God gives a great coverage in promises made to his people. Deuteronomy chapter 28, I'm going to read the first verses of that chapter. The first verses do not tell what the promises are. The first verses tell how to receive the promises. And this is what you and I need to know. How to receive the fulfillment of the promises of God made to us. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And if you faithfully 
obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings, the blessings that he's going to enumerate in the following verses, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will energize your words with anointing, with that oil of power and glory that comes from the Holy Spirit. Make these words alive in our hearts so that we can stand up and claim the promises that you have made for us because we are the sons of God, the sons of Abraham, the heirs of the promise that we will declare from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Every promise... God made was with conditions. We talk about the promises and we name the promise. Oftentimes we forget the basis and the condition that allows God to bring that promise to fulfillment in our lives. We cannot allow ourselves to forget the conditions. If we do, and if we don't meet the conditions, then we're not candidates for the promise. The promise is not for us unless we meet the conditions. That we have to understand. And, and, and it's true throughout the Bible. Everywhere that promises are made, you'll see the conditions that are there. Let me give you just a couple of examples. John chapter 15, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words, if my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will and it will be done. But there's the if. There's the condition. If you abide in me, and if my words abide in you, that's where we have to come to if we're going to expect God to answer prayer. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be opened. He didn't say you'd receive anything if you didn't ask. He didn't say anything would come if you didn't knock. You didn't say you could find anything you didn't seek. You have to do those things for the promises to be fulfilled. And James made it very clear as well. We ask and receive not because, we, 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 first of all, we don't ask, and then when we ask, we ask wrongly. We ask amiss. Conditions not met. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, one of my favorite verses of all the scriptures. Give, and it shall be given unto you. He didn't say, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking down, running over, man, giving you a He did say that, but first he said, give. That's the condition. Now, that promise is not for anybody who doesn't give. I'm sorry, I'm not raising money. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If you don't give, you have no right to expect to receive. Amen. And so... I'm not, I'm not asking you to become a tither. You should. I'm not asking you to set amount of increase what you're giving. You probably should. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being a candidate for the promise of God. I want to be in the place that men, God led men, even when they don't know he's leading them. 
decide to bless me and give into my possession. But Jesus said, if I want that to happen, I have to give. That's the condition. And, they, and, and it goes on. I will give you one of your favorite scriptures. I guarantee you there are people here who this is your favorite scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. How many of you know what that says? Philippians 4, 19. Well, some of us do. Praise God. Here's what it says. Now when I start saying it, you can say it with me. You just didn't know the verse of the chapter. Here it is. My God shall supply all your needs, all of my needs, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, great, wonderful, wonderful. But hey, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute now. Hold. I want you to be sure you're on the same track with me. You've got to read the verses, not at 19, you've got to read the verses starting at 13 14. See, Paul is writing to the Philippians, and he says to them, you were the only church that, keep, that kept supporting me. You, you met my needs, you supplied my needs, you, you helped me abundantly, you were constantly giving, you were sending people to me to provide for me and my needs. That's the kind of church you Philippians are. You're givers. You gave to me. You supported me. You helped me. You held me up in my time of need. And because you did that, 419, because you did that, because you did that, now my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You don't have to be a Philippian for that promise, but you do have to be a giver. I thought that was good. <laughs> so, so the conditions are there. And if you want the blessings of God, this is what you'll have to do. If you want what Deuteronomy says, and oh, it promises us abundance, it promises us power, it promises us victory, it promises overcoming, it promises unlimited glorious blessings from God in Deuteronomy chapter 28. But it also says those promises are for those who meet the conditions that I first read in the opening of this message this morning. Here it is again. If you want these promises to be fulfilled in your life, it says, if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments that I command you today, all of his commandments. The Lord your God will set you on high above the nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. If you don't obey, listen now. This may sound strong, but I've already backed it up with the scripture. If you don't obey the word of God to your life, you cannot have any claim on the promises of God made for His people. If you don't obey, you can't claim. Now, I'd like to make it easier than that. I'd like for it to be easier than that for me. But it isn't. Not for anybody. This is what you have to do if you want to receive the abundance of God's blessing. I find the one thing that God deals with me about again and again and again is obedience. It isn't because I disobey. It's because there's always something more for Him to reveal that I need to do. 
towards God, the more surrender, consecration, dedication you have to make, and that is the obedience that God is calling for. But if you do it, this is what's going to happen. Moses said, Moses said, if you do this, all these blessings, these little name women, I'll get to them. Don't get all of them today, but maybe I'll get started. All these blessings, all these blessings that I'm going to show you right now, one, 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 right after the other, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. I thought when I read that, how powerful the 23rd Psalm is, sometimes we don't really know. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Glory to God. And I will have the victory of the Lord forever. This is what happens when you obey Him. When you obey God. Listen, and I want to say this to you, just in case you think, well, Pastor, I sure wish I'd started obeying Him. Start now. Start now. God won't hold it against you. Start now to do what you know to do. Obey Him. And He will send blessings after you. You won't have to turn around. When you start obeying, you won't have to turn around and say, well, where are the blessings? Turn around. Oh, come, let, me, let me go back here and get this blessing I missed. Oh, no, no, no. God's going to turn it the other way. You do that, and He's going to make His blessings overtake you. That's what He said. If you obey, the blessings of God will overtake you. You won't be able to outrun the blessings of God. You won't be able to get away from them. You won't be able to get in a place where they can't reach you. When you obey, the blessings of God are going to fall on you. They're going to catch up with you. They're going to tackle you and put you down and get right on you and fill you up before you get up and move on. He's going to catch up with you with His blessings, and you'll never get away from them. If you obey God, your blessings will be abundant. If you obey God, the blessings will pour out upon you. If you obey God, you cannot miss the best that God has. But you have to obey Him. You have to obey Him. Now, obedience covers a lot. I know it does. You know it does. It covers a lot. But it isn't onerous. It isn't something that you've got to go take a course at the seminary so that you can understand what it means to obey God. All you have to do is pick up His Bible, hear His Word, whether by reading, by sharing, by hearing the Spirit of God, by being close enough to hear the Spirit of God. And when He speaks to you, and He says to you, this is what you're to do. The Old Testament says, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. God's not going to try to hide from you what He wants you to do and then demand your obedience. He's going to let you know. He's going to let you see what He wants you to do. He's going to let you understand if you're willing to accept it. If you're willing to accept what He says to you, He's going to let you understand what He wants you to do. Wherefore, be not unwise. This is the New Testament verse. Be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's what God wants for us. He wants to reveal Himself to us. But the more He reveals Himself, He gives you a level of obedience the next level of revelation to you and your understanding will come upon taking that first step of obedience. You take that step of obedience. I could tell you some rudimentary things, some elementary things that you need to do, but you already know them. If you want to hear God speaking to you and know the voice of God, get him 
tune with the Holy Spirit. Read His Word. Pray. Talk about Him to other people. Don't just talk about everything else in the world except Jesus. Talk about Jesus. And come to church. I'm getting more and more believing people ought to come to church. Maybe I'm just getting back in the pastor mode again. I don't know. <laughs> but I just more and more and more believe that you miss God when you don't come to the house of God. This is a place today where the Holy Spirit's moved. It doesn't matter whether you know it or not. It's true. This is a place today where God has already spoken to people, and God's ready to speak to people again here in this service today. He's ready to speak to you. But you've got to be ready to listen, to have your eyes, heart open to receive the message of the Lord to you. And God usually speaks what He wants someone to do. Listen to this now. He usually speaks what He wants someone to do to somebody knows is willing to do it. You need to let that sink in. God's not going to keep asking you to do something you say no. He asks you to no. You don't say it that way. You don't say no. You just, you know, I'll get around to it. I've tried to. I've tried. I've tried. I've, I've been trying, but I can't. I just can't keep it like that in harmony. You know those little excuses that you make to keep you from doing spiritual things and spiritual food that hold you away from that. But you've got to come to the place, Lord. I'm willing. I want to do what you want me to do. I want you. I want to do what you want me to do. And when you come to that place genuinely, sincerely in your heart, you will hear and you will know that God is speaking to you. It may be through a little text. getting the text I'm sending out every week, every Monday morning and every Thursday morning. Are you not getting them? If you're not looking at your bulletin and see what you need to do to get you're missing something. You're missing something. Somebody who hasn't been in this church in, I wouldn't even know how long, maybe one time in three years, told Carolyn yesterday, one thing we're really being blessed by, though, we haven't been there. We've been being blessed by those texts that pastor sends out. Her husband, she said, oh, he just really loves that. That just keeps him going. I said, call her back and tell her that there's a lot more of that on Sunday morning. Come on, he'll keep him going a long time. Even more. <laughs> so, so the blessings of God are going to overtake you. You're not going to get away from the blessings of God if you become obedient. But obedience, my friend, is the key. That is the key. Now, this is the point in time in my message. I should start into the ten promises that God elaborates on in Deuteronomy 28. The promises that are made to Israel and to us through the words of Moses. And I'm going to do that. I'm probably just going to deal with one of them because I want to do every one of them justice. So I've said to you this is going to, this will be a continuing message. I'll stop when my time's up and I'll think up again the next time. Need to remember all these things. I won't say as much about obedience the next time as I did today, but it won't change. It'll still be just as high a requirement as it is now. Obeying God brings the blessings of God, and the blessings of God, when you obey, will overtake you. They will find you, and God will pour out on you. I, just, I thought this past week. I, I, I don't think this is a vision from the Lord or anything. I 
visualizing myself receiving the blessings of God. And I, I, somehow, I, I thought I, I felt like I could see a funnel, a big, big, huge funnel in the sky. You know what a funnel is. And you, I better describe it because some of you haven't been around long enough to know what a funnel is. A funnel is how you get a large quantity into a small area. So you got a big open top, and it goes down, sinks on down, and there's a little narrow spot, and it comes down. So you can pour into the big top, and it comes down through the narrow spot and gets into the gas tank or the jug or whatever it is you're trying to put something into. And then funnels all all different sizes. But I thought I saw this funnel, and I felt like, that's what you want to use to pour out your blessings on me. That's, that's, your, that's your desire. When I was, when I was reading, reading and studying for this part I'm talking about right now, about the blessings of God chasing us down, I could just see that funnel. See, God, you're, you're, pouring, you're pouring great, great things. I can't receive them all at the same time. They have to be given to me just by measure, narrowed down and come right down through that bottom spout of that funnel. But what I've got to do, you know what I have to do? Same thing you have to do. If you want to get under that, if you want to get the blessing of God pouring in that spout, you better get right under that place where it's coming out. God's up there pouring it in. You get under where it's coming out, and you're under the blessings of God pouring out on you every single day, all the time, all day, every day. The blessings of God coming down. I think somebody said a long time ago, we need to get under the spout where the glory comes out. Hallelujah. The blessings of God are there for those who obey Him. And the first thing He promises is this. Verse 3, Deuteronomy 28. I heard the guy preaching on this the other day, and I was kind of listening, picking up ideas, and he couldn't pronounce Deuteronomy. He said, Deuteronomy. <laughs> I just heard that. Nothing, harm, nothing wrong with him. He still said some good things. Here it is. In verse... He said, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Doesn't matter whether you're in town or in the country. Doesn't matter whether you work at the store or you hold the weeds out of the garden. Wherever you are, God will bless you there. That's the geographical coverage of God. In other words, you cannot get out of the scope of the blessings of God. He'll bless you on the inside. He'll bless you on the outside. He'll bless you at work. He'll bless you at home. He'll bless you when you're on vacation. He'll bless you when you're working. He'll bless you when you're sitting here in church if it's the right time you're supposed to be. Well, I started to say he'll bless you if you're not here. I'm not real sure about that. Well, I do know <laughs> I do know he'll bless us everywhere and wherever we are. It does not matter. That's the first thing. God has no limits on your location. There are no limits on your location. There are people in Michigan today, people in New Hampshire, people in Texas who are under the blessings of God just as much as we are. And if you go there today to any one of those places or anywhere else, you leave here and you go home or you go somewhere else, you go to Jacksonville or you go up to Amelia Island or go down to St. Augustine, wherever you decide to go, don't worry about missing the blessings of God because God knows where you are. You can't get away from the blessings of God. He'll bless you inside and outside. He'll bless you at work. He'll bless you in the field. He'll bless you at leisure. And he'll bless you at activity. God knows how to pour out his blessings. And more importantly, he knows how to find you where you are. You can't miss the blessings of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Well, I've got two more minutes. I know some of you say, Pastor, just go and just keep on preaching. It's only, you only got nine more of them. Just go and keep on preaching. About 12 after 10, you'll be out going to lunch. Leave me here preaching away. And I like, this is what you say, oh, I want the blessings of God. I want to tell you, God wants you to have those blessings even more than you desire them. God wants you to have all He has for you. And you can by obedience. It's not just a, it's not just a routine. It's not, it's not like you, you can't come up here and check in here on Monday morning and say, what, God, what does God want me to do today? You've got to hear from God yourself. But when you hear and listen and obey Him, don't stretch it beyond what God's trying to speak to you. You don't have to make it bigger. It doesn't have to be some huge, magnificent thing. You don't necessarily have to make a trip to New York and go up to Lexington Avenue and preach a sermon on the street corner. You don't have to do that unless you absolutely know without fail, without question, beyond any possibility of missing it. That's what God told you to do. But you do have to do what God is speaking to your heart to do. And usually... If you say it out loud and talk to somebody about it, it seems like a kind of a small thing. But then when in your own heart, you have to practice it, put it into practice, and do it, it seems more difficult at that point. That's the confusion that the enemy wants to bring on us. But the blessings of God, the blessing of God, and their fullness and their abundance and their overflow are for those who are obedient. And if we obey Him, Nothing can stop the blessing of God, the multiple blessings of God, from flowing into our lives. He will catch up with us, put His arms around us, and pour His blessings in, in fullness, in abundance, and with great favor. And that's ought to be cause of rejoicing in our hearts today. Hallelujah. Everybody stand with me, please.